Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. The book of Joel, the Old Testament book of Joel in the Old Testament. And I want to read one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament. Joel chapter 3. And I want to read verse 9. Here we go. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Listen to this line. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Wake up the mighty men. I want to talk about that for just a few moments. Wake up the mighty men. While you have your Bible open, why don't you flip over to 1 Corinthians. I want to give you one more great scripture. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13 says, Watch or, or be watchful. Stand fast in the faith. And this is the King James. I need King James on this one. Act like men, it says. Act like men. That's an amazing verse. Act like men. Be strong. And then verse 14, so powerful. Let all that you do. This is how a man acts. Let all that you do be done in love. So we're going to wake up the mighty men tonight, and the women are going to really enjoy this message. 90% of the men in America say that they believe in God. Five out of six refer to themselves as Christians. 35% of men actually go to church on a regular basis with their wife. Which means only one out of five women attend church with their husband. Even though the husband professes to be a Christian or a believer in God. There's a total disconnect between church and men. Men um, outnumber, or women outnumber men in the Hindu faith tremendously. Women outnumber men in the Buddhist faith. Men greatly outnumber women in the Islamic religion. Only in Christianity, this is a fact, only in Christianity do women outnumber men in regular practice or attendance in church. The absence of men in the church is very real. Most of the men in the Bible would not fit in the modern day church today. Think of the men in the Bible. And, and when I say man, I, I don't want some narrow-minded view of masculinity. Meaning that, you know, if you don't play sports or you don't like certain things that you're not a man or you're not big muscular or whatever. That's, that's, God made us all different. I, I love the story of Jacob and Esau. They were twins. You remember the story? And the Bible said of Esau that he was a hunter. He was an outdoorsman, a hunter. The Bible said he was a hairy man. I don't know what that means. It just means he was just, just look over and say, look at your neighbor and say, you look like a hairy man too. But a hairy man, he, he was a hunter. He, Esau would be on the front cover of Outdoor Magazine in camouflage. With Duck Dynasty boys. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. But the same 
the same family had another son that was just as much a man in God's eyes. As a matter of fact, God used him even greater. And his name was Jacob. And this is the descriptions the Bible gives of Jacob. That he didn't like to hunt. He liked to cook. He didn't like to go with his father. Isaac, he, likes to, he liked to stay home with his mother. The Bible says that. The Bible says he was smooth-skinned, not hairy, smooth-skinned. He would have been on the cover of GQ. His brother would have been on the cover of Outdoor Magazine, but they were both men in God's eyes. It's okay to be different and have different likes. Some, some men like music. Some men don't like to sing. Some men like this. That's not what I'm talking about, so don't get that kind of view. But when you see the men in the Bible... They, they were guys that, that were drawn to the kingdom of God, but they wouldn't fit in the modern church today. I thought about Elijah. Elijah would not be sitting in the corner wondering why his mother didn't breastfeed him when he was little. He, he, he was the kind of guy, he was a man's man. That was a joke and it went right over your head, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll work alone if I have to up here. Thank you, Joel was the only man that, that laughed at that. But, but Elijah... You know, you get you you get a, you cross him wrong. The Bible said he called down fire from heaven and and burned them up, crispy critters. They, there's nothing left. Look at look at Moses. Moses, can you see them interviewing Moses? He was the first pastor of the children of Israel, the church. And you know, what did you do? Here's a pulpit committee. What did you do before you decided to be a pastor? I killed a man and buried him in the sand and one day the wind blew too strong and his toes stuck out and I, I got cut, found out and I ran. I've been a farmer in the, in the wilderness for 40 years. I've been, a, I've been a sheep herder. But now he's the man that God's going to use. Look at the men God used. Look at the men that were attracted to the kingdom. Look at David. David had, had 300 mighty men and of the 300 mighty men, he had three principal mighty men. These guys were so... Uh, they were killing machines. I don't know any other way to say it. One of them killed or slew 1,000 men by himself. That's in your Bible. They were so mean that when they would spit, the grass would die wherever their spit hit. What about Peter? Peter was packing a blade. And when they came to arrest his friend Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, this is the kind of guy, people that were in the early first century church. That when they came to arrest the guy, Peter pulls out his blade and cuts the guy, a priest's ear off. And Jesus is just astounded and turns to him and says, why did you do that? And he said something like, because you're my dog and that's how I roll. And you don't mess with my friends. He cut his whole ear off. And then Jesus reached down and put his ear back on. It's one of the greatest miracles that people overlook. My point is simply this, if we're not careful, we forget that Jesus wants men to be men. Thank God for men. The church of the first century was a magnet to men. Jesus' ministry was a magnet to men. And something's wrong if our churches are not attracting men. When I think about men, men flock to Jesus' ministry. As a matter of fact, he's... He, they only counted when Jesus performed the miracle that he mentioned of feeding the loaves and the fish, or feeding off of one meal, 5,000. It said he fed 5,000 men, and then as a subnote, women and children beside. Not, not to demise or diminish the role or importance of women, but Jesus was saying, just count the men because I want you to judge 
the success of my ministry by how attractive it is to men. Because if I can win the men, guess what? Boys follow men. Families follow men. And so I'm after the men. I, I, I think it's important that Jesus said, I'm going to take 12 men and I'm going to take over the world. Again, women can take a, any role. God has created you equal and powerful. But there's something about the church that if we're not careful, we, have, we will lose the men because we lose that connection with the message of the gospel that connects with men. When He chose them, He didn't pick People in the priesthood, he picked fishermen and business people and business owners and doctors uh, and a doctor and a, and a tax attorney. Uh, that's the kind of people that Jesus' ministry attracted. These men were so much men that they got into it every once in a while. Real guys every once in a while will get into it. If they play basketball or something, they'll, they'll get upset with one another every once in a while. The Bible says of Peter and Paul, holy Peter and Paul. I mean the guys that had halos. This is, we, we, don't, we don't tell it like it really was. The Bible says that, that Paul said, I withstood him to his face. And it was no small contention. Can you imagine walking in here one Sunday morning and seeing Pastor Ben and Pastor Javon in each other's face having a dispute over where somebody's going to sit or something? That happened in the New Testament church because they were just men. Men are not afraid of structure. Men like straight talk. Men are not afraid of commitment. Men, that's why they joined the military. It's structure, it's commitment, it's discipline. Men that we see the paintings of, it began to happen in the Middle Ages. They started doing paintings and they had little bony paintings of, uh, of David. Have you ever seen some of those Middle Age paintings of David? I don't believe David looked like that little bony David that they put. The apostles looked sideways. And Jesus, little Jesus, looked kind of funny and, and, and different, you know, and, 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 and real pale. And, and, and like they were not real men. They were fishermen. They were hardworking men. If we're not careful, we'll turn the church into a chick flick. Where men, men go because their wives want them to go. Have you ever gone to a chick flick? Look around. You'll see three or four. You'll see groups of women. They bring their friends and they watch these movies. But men know when they know, they know what I'm doing. And I'm going, but you can look at them. They're like, I'm doing this for her. I don't want this church to be like that. Nothing wrong with that. Women, I'm going to help me. I'm going to help your man, so help me. But, but, but it's all right. To have both sides of the church, not just the feminine aspect of the church, but we need the masculine aspect of the church too. Otherwise, our men are not attracted. They, they did a survey, and they put these words up, and I don't know if you've got these words, but I, I'm going to read them to you. On, there's two columns. And one, on one column, the word said, feeling, sharing, love, support, help, nurture. There you go. Thank you. Now put the other side up. On the other side, it said power, efficiency, achievement, skill, goal-oriented, competition, success. Now leave those up. And they surveyed women and they said, tell us which, which 
uh, category of words describes your church. And all the women said feeling, sharing, love, communication, support, help. What was astonishing is all the men said the first column also. And the second column is a group, every man in this room, when I read that second column, something in you leaned in a little more. Because we, that speaks to us. If we're not careful, church can, be, can give men that awkward feeling of, of, of being in a lingerie store. It's just, uh, it's just, especially for me, sometimes Sharice will say, if you want me to put something on, go buy it. And, and, and sure as the world, if I do try to, somebody in that lingerie, you know, you feel like a pervert being in there and somebody in there will come up behind me. Hey, pastor, what you doing? And if we're not careful, church can almost feel that way to men. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. In the Middle Ages, there was a doctrine, and it's a very biblical doctrine, and I promise I'm going somewhere, <laughs> called bridal mysticism. And it's a bi biblical doctrine. And it teaches about the feminine qualities of the bride of Christ. The Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. And so there was a revelation of, the, of that, of caring, of sharing, of loving. And that's absolutely a part of the gospel. The fruits of the Spirit, peace, kindness, gentleness, love. That's absolutely an aspect of the gospel. But so is vision, and so is passion, and so is victory, and so is conquering, and so is triumphant, and so is uh, dreams, and... All of that speaks efficiency. All of that excellence, that's in the Bible too. Now watch this. So we've got the, the, the body of Christ and the feminine qualities being emphasized. Then Mary begins to take, the mother of Jesus, Mary begins to take center stage in worship. And they begin to worship a, fe a feminine deity, pray to Mary, Worship Mary in the Catholic religion. And then on top of that, if you reach the apex of spirituality, you might be able to become a priest. And the priests were taught that they should be genderless. Now, I'm not here to put down somebody's religion. I'm just telling you a, a historical fact of when men started pulling away from the church because the way the church started, it attracted men tremendously. But there was something that began to shift according to historians. And priests meant basically were genderless, meaning they, could, they would not or did not or were not allowed to marry, which really subconsciously is saying that men, if you really get spiritual, you won't be attracted to women. And so then, instead of risk and adventure... Instead of faith being equated with guts, because faith is guts. Faith says, get out of that boat and walk on the water. That's guts. Faith says, run at that Goliath and kill him with a rock. That's guts. Well, men, men like that stuff. 
bombs and stuff. We like that stuff. We don't like look all the time. We can take a love story. We can go to a chick flick, but not all the time. So, so, so we've got one emphasis in the body of Christ in the church, safety and security. And we lose the whole message of risk and adventure, safety and security. It's interesting that the word sanctuary is the word, is the word from which is derived the word security. And so what happens is the message, the full message of the gospel. Listen to how Jesus preached. Listen to the words he used. Mark, Mark chapter 10. Who will be greatest among you? He's saying to a group out there, who wants to be great? Men want to be great. Then be a servant. He said in Genesis 12, I will make your name great. Men like that. The church has robbed men of the desire to be great. Jesus even said, there's none greater born of woman than John the Baptist. In other words, he was keeping track. He was saying there's some average guys, there's some medium guys, and there's some great. And there's one that's greater than all of them. And that's John the Baptist. And we're made in, in God's image. And there's something about us that needs that. Listen to how Jesus taught about eternal reward. If you will be faithful while you're here, I'll make you ruler over cities and nations in the kingdom to come. Wow. We teach, get saved. You probably get so spiritual you don't want to watch sports anymore. And when you go to heaven... You get to sit on a cloud in a robe with a fat baby with angels and a harp. We come to church. We sing. Men don't like to sing that much. And then it really gets crazy when the preacher gets up and says, reach over and join hands with the person next to you. And it's always got to be some big burly man for me, you know, Joel or somebody that I got to join hands with. Are y'all out there? I was preaching in Nigeria several years ago and it's an outdoor crusade and we had over 200,000 people there. It was an amazing event. And my, one of my guys travels with me a lot, Anthony, was with me and we didn't understand a word they were saying. I, I was going to preach through an interpreter, but everything, every song, everything they said was in foreign language. And I, we didn't have a clue the whole time. It went on for about two hours and not one word did we understand. So we, you know, we just, just kind of watch what people do and you stand up. And, and he and I were the only two white guys in the whole crowd. And, and, and we're standing up there. And right as the pastor is about to pray, and I'm standing there, all of a sudden, Anthony's standing beside me and he reaches over and grabs me by the hand and he's holding my hand. And I'm standing there and... And, and the pastor starts praying and all the people are praying. And I have my eyes closed and I, I had my hand and, and, and I open my eyes and I look and nobody else is holding their hand on the platform. No other guys or people are holding hands. No, nobody's holding hands by the thousands, nobody. And I turned to him right while the guy was praying because they couldn't understand us either. And I said, why are you holding my hand? He said, I thought he said, join hands. I said, I ought to jack you up right here on this stage. What's wrong with you? Get away from me. 
So we, so we come to church and we sing and nothing wrong with that, but then we join hands and somewhere there's a disconnect is what I'm trying to say. God designed the church to attract men. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So what I'm trying to say to you is we need to know what it means to act like men. That's why this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 is so powerful. And throw it back up. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. He said, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men and do all that you do in love. When he said, act like men, he's given a straightforth challenge to men to act like men. What does that mean? The number one thing that God needs from men today is for men and husbands and dads and young men to act like men. Step up every day and do what men are supposed to do for their family, for their marriage, for their life. Act like men. What does that mean? I'm going to give you three things that it means to not act like a man. Number one, when he says act like men, it, it does not mean act like a woman. God has given a role, a responsibility, an accountability to the man for the family. Take responsibility for your family. It's on you. Act like a man. It's your house. It's your marriage. It's your children. It's your family. It's on you more than it is anybody else. Act like a man. That's your job. Men lead. And when I say act like a man, not a woman, here's what I mean. Don't follow, lead. God's saying if you are a man and you are the father, you are the husband, I want you to act like a man and that means lead. Lead in prayer. Lead into the house of God. Lead in kindness. Lead in saying I'm sorry. Lead in every way in healing your family. A man says, my family is over here and there are problems and it ought to be over here. But I don't just sit back and wait on my wife or wait on everybody else to try to fix it. Men, lead. Don't act like a woman. Act like a man. And lead. Take responsibility. Are you leading your family? Are you leading your family? Secondly, act like a man means don't be a weaker vessel. When I say don't act like a woman, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, men dwell with your wives in understanding ways, giving honor to the wife, listen to these words, as the weaker vessel. The Bible said that she's the, well, you don't know my wife. Just listen. <laughs> He's saying, I made you, sir. I, wear, I wired you to be the stronger vessel. You're to be stronger in adversity. You're to be stronger emotionally. You're to be stronger spiritually. Men, we really need to get it together and start acting like men. Sometimes Sharice and I go to a movie 
And, and, and I'm, 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 I'm sorry to say this, but I'm just being honest. We've gone to movies, and, and because it looked interesting and something about it, we liked, we said we'll give it a try. But when you get in there, it's so bad. It's so, in, it's so insulting to your faith. It's not, it's not my wife's job to say, let's get out of here. This is ridiculous. I need to act like a man. I need to lead and not follow. And I need to say, we're going to get our money back. This is ridiculous. It's act like a man when it's, when something comes on the TV and it's absolutely absurd and ridiculous. Don't wait on the wife to walk back through and say, don't you think you need to turn the channel? Act like a man. You initiate prayer. You make sure the kids are in church. You make sure they're signed up for camp. You make sure that, that things are in order. Act like a man. Don't act like a woman. Lose the drama. Too many men are drama queens. Any conflict. Everybody's got to walk on pins and needles because he's here. Every family gathering, oh God, I hope daddy don't explode. Lose the drama. Act like a man. Don't act like a drama queen. You ever seen those guys? You go to get some gas at the gas. Who, what you looking at? You want some of this? No, I don't want none of that. Your wife don't even want that. Why would I want that? Your dog don't even want that. He's trying to run away. You ever, you don't want to be that guy. That jerk, you know, the jerk. You ever gone to a ball game? You ever gone to a ball game in an in a, in a out-of-town uh, place and you wore your jersey of your team and then there's somebody who's just cussing at you and all? Don't be that drama queen. That's all. I'm almost... So to act like a man means don't act like a woman. Number two, it means don't act like an animal. 275 times the Bible uses the word beast. Titus 1 and verse 2 says there were men who were liars and they acted like evil beasts. Psalm 73, when David committed adultery, he said, I was like a beast before you, God, and I repent. Nebuchadnezzar became so wicked, according to Daniel chapter 9, he acted like an animal. Don't act like an animal, act like a man. We're living in a time when men are acting like animals instead of real men. Animals only care for their own desire. Animals only care about pleasing themselves. Animals can never break free of what pleases them. And if you're like an animal, sir, it's my food and my chair and my sex and my needs and my appetites. You're an animal. Animals have no manners. You got a dog in your house? They'll be up on the couch one minute. It doesn't matter if you've got the whole room filled with company. And they'll get down by the fireplace and just start licking themselves. I've seen them. I've seen them. Something gets the itching in the, in the back. They'll just, they'll just take that. Don't make me illustrate this. They'll go across the whole carpet and to scratch the itch, dragging their butt across the carpet. No manners whatsoever. Don't be an animal scratching yourself and 
making noises in stereo and then wonder why she doesn't want to get cozy when you go to bed because you've been sitting up in there eating your toenails. Act like a man. Don't act like an animal. Old dog will be walking down the road and some other female dogs will go walking by and he'll just turn around and start sniffing. I can't stand to see men who are with their wife and some other beautiful girl walks by and you can't even be loyal enough to look straight ahead. Don't look to the left or the right. Have some dignity. Be a man. Don't be an animal. Be a man. That's the problem with pornography. It turns you into an animal. All about me. All about me. Be a man. Not an animal. Your bedroom is not a locker room. Be an animal. Get some manners. My God. Open the door for your wife. Open the car door. You see a man opening the car door, it's either a new wife or a new car. No. No. Open the door. Get some manners. Don't be an animal. Don't walk in front of her and let the door hit her as you keep walking. Take the chair at the restaurant. We got to teach our children this stuff. I'm telling you, our little boys and stuff, they, they don't even know how to treat a girl. Hold the chair and, 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 and help. Thank her that she made your sorry rear end a great meal. You know, you know animals, they don't talk. They growl and grunt. How was your day? Yeah. One sentence, one word sentences is not communication. Did you and your sister get that problem worked out? No. Talk. Animal, talk. Don't act like a woman. If you're going to act like a man, don't act like an animal. Lastly, don't act like a boy. You're not a boy anymore. Boys cry for their mommy. When you got married, boys get every little thing taken care of. Nothing wrong with that if you're a boy. That's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I thought like a child. Mommy, did you get my clothes laid out? Mommy, have you got my every little thing? Mommy, have you got my pack, lunch pack? Get up and do your own stuff. Do something for yourself. It sounds like I'm mad at men. I'm, I'm supposed to be attracting you. But there's something in you that likes what I'm saying. Isn't that amazing? There's something in you that rings true. He's telling me the truth. The other day, uh, as always, when I'm getting a sermon together like this, I get, I get tried in it. <laughs> and I was out here the other week, and one of my daughters uh, had left the cart at, at, the, at, her, at her house, and the battery had died. And Cherise said to me, um, she said, I need you 
to get that car battery fixed before you leave because I was going to have to leave and she was going to come out a couple of days later to Georgia and join me. But I had to go early because of some things going on. And, and I said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, don't worry about it. I wanted to say, don't nag. I'll, don't, worry, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Well, four days went by. I left town. And the next day, I got this phone call from Cherise. And she said, well, your son, now that's never good when, when, when it, the conversation starts out, your son. Your son drove our other car and left some, some lights on inside. And when we got up to leave for our appointment this morning, the battery was dead in our regular car. Normally we would have that backup car. So I knew my wonderful husband had taken care of what he said he would do. And it didn't work. So I said, oh, Cerise, I am so sorry. I'll take care of it. And I did what I do. I called somebody and said, take care of it. Javon, help me. And Cherise found out that Javon was going to come with some jumper cables. And she said, I don't want another preacher out here. Y'all can't do nothing but preach. That's all you're good for. He'll blow the whole car up and his face too. And I have to admit, that's on me. We can't keep putting stuff on our wife and putting stuff on our wife. That's on me. Act like a man. Take responsibility for those kids. Take responsibility. He said, when I was a boy, I thought like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You're young once, but you can be immature for life. Quit acting like a boy. You're a man. Provide for that family. Work for that family. Take care of that family. Act like men. Well, how do you do that? Can I preach five more minutes and I'm done? Five minutes. Three things he gives in this scripture. Throw it back up. The first thing he says is, if you're a man, be watchful. Wow. If you want to know what it means to act like a man, it means to be watchful. First of all, it means be alert. It's a military term. In the Bible, when a city was fortified, they would put watchmen on the walls so that the family could rest in peace. And if there were no watchmen watching impending danger, then the family had no peace and rest. What God is saying is, you are the watchman, sir, of your family. Watch as a watchman on the wall what comes into your home. Guard your family. Be watchful. Be alert. Don't, don't fall asleep spiritually because the enemy wants to get in your marriage and in your family. So be watchful. Be watchful of the media. Be watchful of internet. Be watchful of the music that they're listening to. Be watchful of the friends they're running with. And that's what men do. Act like a man and know who your kids are with and know who they're running with and know what they're listening to and what they're looking at and there is no such thing as privacy unless you pay rent so check their computers and check their phones be watchful everybody shout be watchful and then the second thing he says is stand firm in the faith. Another translation message Bible says, hold tight to your convictions. Listen to me, men. This is what it means to act like a man. Hold tight to your convictions. 
What we believe about the Word of God. What we believe about sin and repentance. What we believe about tithing and giving and holiness and purity. We hold tight to those convictions. In other words, don't let your theology gravitate towards your behavior. But let the Word of God be the rock-solid standard that, that again and again calls you back to repentance, calls you back to purity, calls you back to cleanliness, calls you back to the right spirit and the right attitude and the right words and the right heart. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in the Word of God. Don't change because society's changing. Hold on to that. That's what men do. Act like a man. Paul said, I have kept the faith. And lastly, let all that you do, this is the big one, be done in love. I was thinking about the only reason I got in ministry is because I, I love people. And if I allowed it, ministry would make me hard. The only reason I married that beautiful girl 29 years ago, will be 30 this year, is because I fell in love with her. And the only reason I wanted a family is so I could love them. But, but family things can become so raw and so hurtful and so painful and so complicated and so serious that if you don't watch it as a man, your heart can begin to get cold and hard. That's why he says, if you're going to act like a man, let all that you do be done in love. The, the thing that the Holy Spirit taught me as we have had prodigal children through the years. That scripture, the wrath of man will not produce the righteousness of God. Wow. That my ranting and raving about standards and screaming, I'm going to hold firm. I'm not going to change. My children are going to know what's right and what's wrong. But if I do it with the wrong spirit, the wrath of man will not produce the righteousness of God. Screaming and yelling and hands through sheetrock and throwing things will not produce the righteousness of God. Cussing out in, in Jesus' name at the end of it. Blankety blank, blank, Jesus help me. That's not right. The Message Bible, when it says love... Let all that you do be done in love. The Message Bible says love without stopping. That's what it means to act like a man. Love without stopping. I've lived off of that one. Love without stopping. Children will break your heart. Love without stopping. Family will get very complicated. Your own brothers, sisters, things might happen. Maybe betrayal, maybe lies, maybe all kinds of stuff that happen. This is family life. It's complicated. It's crazy sometimes. But love without stopping. Love without, act like a man. Act like a man. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. You're acting like a child. Act like a man. And love, everybody say love, love. without stopping. Love. Come on, get it down in your soul. Well, you don't know what my daddy did to me. Some of you teenagers saying you don't know what my, love without stopping. 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 What, we, what man, so much junk has happened in our family. Love without stopping. Act like a man. And if you'll do it, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house.
You believe that? Lift your hands high all over this room. Thank you for listening to this crazy message. But I'm here tonight to wake up the mighty men. It's time to wake up the mighty men and for men to act like men. Love without stopping. Love without stopping. Well, when can I stop? When can I just draw the line and say I'm done with you? Love without stopping. Let's stand to our feet all over this room. Jesus, we love you. Can I get, I wonder if I've got 300 mighty men. Could I get every man in this room that wants to be a mighty man? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.